The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com and find us on Twitter and Facebook. And welcome to a special edition episode of Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium. When we last left our heroes, they had recently decided to go from Hotham City towards Pastoria City. However, though their route seemed to be a predictable one, something strange has come upon them. For you see, the three of you awaken in a mysterious house. Where are what we? the fuck? There's not another spooky house. Guys, we were literally at a Pokemon Center. What the fuck? This is not a Pokemon Center. This is the beginning of something I mean, bad. I mean, it doesn't have to be bad. Have you seen Black Candle Nights? <laughs> <laughs> I will specify that it's not spooky, it's mysterious. Mysterious in the fact that we're- Although The fact that you spontaneously <laughs> appeared in there is probably spooky, I guess. Yeah! yeah. So what, what does this place look like? What, like... Roll a perception, and I'll let you know. I mean... We're in the middle of it. <laughs> but you need to really observe. Roll a perception to see how much you can glean of the character of this house, and who lives there, and if it holds any secrets. Oh yeah, I forgot that stands for a one. <laughs> Fifteen. Six... It's 10, that's 15. 15! <laughs> so the three of you look around this house, and it's a really big house, and you want to say fancy, but it's more like it's gaudy. It's essentially decked out with a lot of things that you would expect a big, fancy, rich person's house to have, but almost to the degree that they're being a bit of a tryhard. There's a whole bunch of like fancy art paintings, and there's statues and vases on pedestals. There's, like, gold trim going around the railings and, like, filigree across the walls and stuff. But it, at the same time, it seems rather empty. Like, if you look around, there you have a big foyer, but there's really... There's no chairs there. If you look into maybe the study, there's only one chair in there. There's only one chair in the dining room. Really, any room that would have chairs either has none or only has one. There's also... A significant lack of Christmas decorations. Why would that matter? You don't actually know. But it hits you as odd that there's nothing here except for three identical presents sitting on the table before you. So we're in McMansion Hell and this is a trap. We're this this is June. We're in the middle of June. And there's Christmas presents. Maybe this is some sort of surprise party for. I mean, they could be our part of presents. I, I take a look. I, I go to the presents and see if there's any. Okay, are you, to them. 
Are you looking at the one on the left, the middle, or the right? The other right. All right. And are you opening it? Um, first, I'm seeing if there's if there's a name assigned to it. There's no name on any of the presents, but there is a card addressed to U3. That's what it says on the envelope, U3. <laughs> um, what do you mean, U3? I, I'm going to go on a limb and uh, assume that we are the three. There's many threes out there. As I motion to open the letter, if if, if no one's going to stop me, I'm going to open it. All right. Open up the letter. Are you reading it aloud? Yes. Okay. So as Gabe narrates, the letter says, Hey, everybody. Sorry to pull you out of time and space like this, but there's a serious issue going on with one of my good friends. I had to take you back to 150 years ago in the Galar region <gasps> before it was wiped off the face of the multiverse by all the other shenanigans that happening. But don't worry, I know you guys are going to fix it. I'm, I'm pretty confident you guys are going to fix it. Either way... I wanted to take my chance to repair this before things spiral out of control. So, the three of you are going to have to help my friend rediscover the spirit of Christmas. I've left each of you a prop that will help you get in the mood. And otherwise, uh, try not to break character. And happy holidays! From Scheherazade, XOXOX. Who? <laughs> um... I thought she and was then fiction. underneath that, it says again, Shaharazade, and it's underlined. As I repeat it like that, as repeated, underlined. <laughs> <laughs> we we haven't met anyone like that, right? No, like the, the closest we got is like Cassandra. Yeah. Um. As far as I know, she's a fictional narrator from a book of stories from. I'm going to quickly look. Um, a thousand and one Petra Nights. I'm just making up a Middle East region. <laughs> we did it! We invented geography! <laughs> We're just expanding the world for Nintendo. <laughs> you already have. Well, I'm going to assume that these props are in these said gift boxes. Alright. Uh, okay, I guess. Let's let's open these up. Right, like I said before, I'm going to stick with the right one. I'll take the left one. I guess I'm the middle. <laughs> and is everyone opening their gifts? Open yes. up! Alright. So, Julian, when you open yours up, you see just a pretty plain-looking long white candle. It's not lit yet. There is a wick, but it hasn't been lit yet. Belle, when you open yours up, you have what looks like a small Christmas laurel wreath, like the kind that you could wear on your head if you so desired. And Gabe, when you open yours up, it is a large billowy black cloak <laughs> with little snowflake <laughs> designs embossed on it in a shiny black thread. <laughs> oh my god, guys! I've read about this before! You have? Yeah, okay, you're death. What? <laughs> uh, you're Mother Nature, and I'm a ghost. <laughs> Wait, no, I might be getting my wires crossed. Uh, what's... Oh, my God. Um, I'm... I don't know, Father Christmas or something? 
upon general education to see if I understand what is happening here. <laughs> 17. Alright, you suddenly remember from like your third grade English class and also 17 different holiday specials and or sitcom episodes that these props are referring to the age-old classic A Christmas Carol. Okay, guys. Uh, Alright, now I remember. Now I'm in the mood for this. I'm the ghost of Christmas past. You're, you, Bell, you're Christmas present. And Gabe, you're Christmas future. That's better than death. Plus, I like this cloak. You're basically the Grim Reaper. I'll, I'll take future. <laughs> so, obviously, we need good Pokemon to go along with these. Uh, and I know the perfect guy to stick with me on this. Let's go Grim! What? <laughs> I'll go with Tex on this one. Roserade! Well, you guys seem to think I'm the Reaper, so I guess I'll bring out Undertaker. <laughs> Shedinja! Three of you are just standing there, and then you hear uh, the jingling of keys and the turning of knobs as the front door begins to open. Oh, shit, shit, shit! Hide, hide, hide! Scatter! Scatter! I begin scattering. Roll stealth. Oh, I got two in that. <laughs> dose and dose. That's a four. Could I use survival? Yes. I, I forgot to mention this on my first roll of 15. A nice friend of mine got me a nice new set of dice, and these are amazing. <laughs> Yay! I got me a nine. Fourteen. So, Bell and Gabe, you guys were able to skedaddle out of there into opposite rooms. Julian, you just kind of freeze there. <laughs> and the best you can do is just kind of hide under the table. Oh, you know what I do? I, I take a lampshade and just put it over my head. <laughs> I just stand, stand statue. Well, you know what? <laughs> That might work, because it's still pretty dark in here. Uh, the figure opens the door wide and then slams it shut. He goes, Ugh, Christmas. Bah, what a humbug. All these people trying to try to get my better mod, extend their, extend their deadlines, give them to charity, all of these silly charity cases. If they ever tried to work hard, then they would understand that Christmas is a farce, and the only thing people should worry about is money. And he shuffles his coat off, and then lets it go, and it floats to a coat rack. And then he levitates about half a foot off the ground as he floats towards the staircase. Julian, since you're out in the open, are you going to risk peeking out from the lampshade? Yeah, I just try to arch my head back so like it's kind of slides a bit off just peek out you're Ooh. able to just barely catch the sight of a long purple tail before it disappears into an upstairs room I take it off okay Grim I need we need to figure out what the hell that thing is <laughs> I think that's the target the lampshade back 
Litwick. All right. All right. All right. I gotta be. I gotta be. I gotta set this guy up for Bell, basically, right? Uh, what? What do I gotta do here? What do you suggest? <laughs> oh, and uh, Graham points at the doors just as they blast open and a chill air starts to pour in as a tall very scary looking figure floats in it's vaguely humanoid shaped but looks like it's been lashed to a giant anchor and it's dragging all of these chains behind it as it floats in and it also floats up the stairs in the same direction that the owner of the house went. Pokedex. <laughs> <laughs> diddly dee, diddly dee. Delmise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not another one. All right, I uh, I remember that thing. Uh, so all right, Grim, we gotta move. We gotta skedaddle. We gotta get up there and do our job. Is there like stuff around here that can make like I know I have like a candle. Do I have like a robe I could put on, like a like a white robe kind of thing? Have you tried lighting the candle? Hey Grim. What? And <laughs> Grim tilts their head over, and the wick lights. And as soon as it does, Julian, you free yourself, become very light, and you also Whoa. start to float. Whoa. And all of a sudden, you're dressed in, like, a white nightgown. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Um, and Belle and Gabe, if, if you guys have come out of your hiding spots to see Julian, Julian's head is now on fire. Whoa! <laughs> all of his hair oh, is floating this. straight up. Look at this! Look how cool I look! <laughs> Wait, did I see the transformation, or do, is, are you just the back of the room and I see this? It's pretty instantaneous, really. It's just as soon as the candle is lit, it's like, <laughs> flame on. So what I'm asking, what I'm asking is, would Gabe have realized that was wrong? Or that was yeah, Gabe, Gabe. Yeah, Gabe knows this is Julian because it's okay. still like it just. Julian <laughs> still has Julian's face. Okay. Oh, okay, I'm right, just doing like the. I'm just like, oh my god, look at me, look at me, this wide-eyed grin, yeah, yeah. You're just going full Johnny Storm, <laughs> so, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and <laughs> while you're doing this, like, you can hear bellowing and moaning and, like, frightened yells coming from Scrooge's room upstairs. You're assuming this is Scrooge, of some kind of, some kind of Scrooge. Alright, I, got, I gotta go do my thing. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna float on up there. <laughs> right, why, why he does that, I ask, I ask Belle for a rundown of the Christmas Carol, because Gabe's never seen it. <laughs> Which we could do off screen. <laughs> so you float up there, you hear the, the first man's voice saying, oh, But Marley, what, what are you talking about? I don't understand. How can you be here? You died, it's like seven years ago. Yes, Scrooge, too. I died, but I am trapped in this mortal plane because of all the sin I carry with me. You have only one night to repent your sins, or you too shall be doomed to wander the earth as I have. You will be visited tonight by three ghosts. The ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas yet to come in the future. 
If you do not heed their warnings, you will be knocked out forever! <laughs> and all the chains rattle. Rattle, chain, 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 rattle, rattle. It's over, Scrooge. I have the high ground. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, and then Marley disappears. Okay, so is that, is that my cue to go in? Yes. Alright, I just, like, peek my head. Because I, I assume I'm ethereal now. I can, like, just go through shit, like, whatever I want. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, man, I'm taking advantage of this. So I'm going beneath the floor. <laughs> uh, and is Scrooge in his bed? Yes. Is he just lying there? He's, he's kind of, like, hunched up with the covers over him, like, still frightened. <laughs> Okay, okay, is, is there, like, space for me to, like, come up right beside him? Yes. <laughs> Alright, so Julian floats up and just, like, right into the bed, like, oh man, rough night, huh? And a, a large, imposing, pale cat man turns to look at you. Howdy! Ah! Who are you? Um, I am the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah, that's me. And this is my buddy Grim. What lick? My goodness, are you telling me that even ghosts have Pokemon? Uh, yeah, they can have ghost Pokemon. As obvious right here. With my little buddy. Little fist bump. I suppose that makes sense. You seem rather cheerful for a ghost. Yeah, you know, I'm new to this whole thing. I recently just died, so, you know, I I'm, I'm living life. If you are recent death. death, wouldn't it make more sense that you would be the ghost of Christmas present? Listen, I don't make the <laughs> rules here. <laughs> you know, if you're looking for better work, I'm sure my company could hire a debt collector with your abilities. Oh, I'm sure, but, you know, I, I'm not here for, I'm only here to, you know, help you repent your sins. So, uh, let's, let's get started on that. That's gonna be fun. I, I'm feeling it tonight. I'm feeling, I'm feeling repentful! What about you? What's your name again? My name is Ebenezer Scrooge too. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> That's a name. <laughs> That's a good name. Uh, but you, you can call me... Um, oh shit, should I use my real name here? Just for, for the sake of this, call me... Dan. <laughs> Very well, Dan. Pass. Yeah, yeah, that works. How exactly does this work? Uh, it works like this. And I make a wide gesture to uh, bring us back to the past. <laughs> and as you make that grand gesture, the room changes. And you travel back to where you can only imagine is Cinnabar Island in the Kanto region, judging by the giant volcano and the fact that you're surrounded by water. Okay. Shit, that worked! Holy... Whoa! This power's awesome. You get to do this? I just look at Grim asking him. <laughs> and Grim just kind of shrugs. Grim looks as surprised as you are. It's crazy. 
and Scrooge 2 is, uh, fortunately ignoring you. Cinnabar Isle, the place of my birth. The place where I was created using new scientific techniques developed by Dr. Charles Fuji Darwin. Yes, yes, this is a important place in your history, my friend. Over there was where I went to school as a young child. You went to school? I mean, yes, yes, you went to school there. Now, follow me, uh, Scrooge 2, um, as we look deeper into your past. And the two of you float over to the school. You go inside and there's a classroom, a whole bunch of little children, and also a little child-sized Mewtwo dressed in a schoolboy's uniform. I see you, uh, you really stood out amongst your classmates, your peers. Yes. Dr. F Darwin. Wait, did I say Darwin Fuji or Fuji Darwin? Fuji Darwin. Uh, Darwin Fuji. Fuji Darwin. <laughs> don't, don't listen to me. Yes, my father Charles created me to be the world's most powerful Pokemon! <laughs> which gave me the mind as powerful as a human being, if not more so. However, as a child, I had the mindset of a child, and so I was raised at a school for children with other children. Uh, nothing wrong with that. And who in this classroom sticks out to you? Uh, who was your closest friend at the school? That would be my, my childhood friend and another creation of Dr. Charles Darwin Fuji Darwin. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Roll with it. <laughs> Amber 2. Amber 2? Yes, she was also a clone. Like, clone Pokemon person, or person... No, she's oh. clearly a human being. Look at her. Oh, okay. And oh, you oh. look, and you see a little oh, yeah, girl that. run up to young Ebenezer Scrooge 2. Because uh, all these kids, they're going around and they're decorating a big Christmas tree. And even Ebenezer, li little Ebenezer, little Ibby, <laughs> is getting into the spirit of things. Ebenezer, Ebenezer! If you look, I found the star. You can float me to the top of the tree, and I'll put it on. That's a great idea, Amber. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> the, the voice never changed, did it? <laughs> no, it did actually. I had a quite a deep voice as a child. And the little Evie floats Amber to to the top of the tree, and she pops the star on, and then he floats her back down. Huzzah! We have de decorated the Christmas tree! Now the festivities and joyous occasions can begin! Really well spoken. Of course! Only the greatest diction can be expected from THE WORLD'S MOST POWERFUL POKEMON! Look at me, I am so young and innocent. I remember enjoying Christmas like this. Ah oh, man, Christmas is great. It's especially when you- uh, especially when you have family all around. How's your, your family life back at home, though? I have no family. Oh, that's great. I have no need for family or friends. They disappoint me. Well, surely they didn't disappoint you all the time. I beg to differ. Turn your ghostly powers to when I was at university. It works. Damn, this is great! 
So you're at the university. You're at Torresford University. Torresford? Torresford. <laughs> you know, like Oxford, but it's a Taurus because we're in Pokemon world. Don't get it mixed up with Harvard, which has the same name in this dimension. <laughs> just Harvard. It's just Harvard. <laughs> You're at Torsford University. Torsf uh, as as you can see, we are at your university of Torsford. A prestigious yes, darling Torsford. Yes. Well, I was the only student who seemed to have any desire to learn. And then you watch as, like, a, a bunch of uh, 1800-style frat boys go by. <laughs> oh, let's go get some rum, boys! <laughs> you, 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 you! They probably look like the students from the, like, first episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> they look like they're from Blue Mountain State. <laughs> <laughs> bad castle there ugh the Dover boys I hated them uh, I hated Tom I hated Dick and I hated Larry <laughs> confound those Dover boys they drive me to drink <laughs> And then Scrooge 2 hurls a, a psycho cut, and you actually see, like, one of the spires of Torresford, like, get sliced off and fall to the ground. Oh, that, mm, uh, can I have powers of reversal? Go! <laughs> yeah, it just rewinds. There's even VCR tracking. <laughs> Don't do that again. That looks bad on me. Well, if I hadn't figured out sooner that I should use my power only to protect myself, then perhaps past me would have done something similar. And now, as you look at past, at, at awkward young adult Ebenezer Scrooge 2, and he's got, like, a big pair, he's got a big pair of glasses and, like, university sweatshirt on, he's just kind of, like, sh a shrinking violet in the corner with his books. What? Then Why does a, it a look like you have buck teeth? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I removed what? No, what my teeth. That? I did not require them. No, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Is that allowed? <laughs> and Grim hovers over and like like starts pointing at the teeth. And of course, no one can see see any of you. He's like, what? Let lick, let lick. You may just leave it, Grim. Uh, well, listen, that that got fixed later with surgery. So what? What was the problem in university that made you your heart grow so cold? Behold, here comes Amber to now. And a lovely young woman walks over, and you can tell this is the grown-up version of Amber. She walks over. Hey Ebenezer, how's it going? <laughs> 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 oh, Amber too. I am having difficulties in school. I am bullied by all of the jocks. <laughs> My only solace is you and our upcoming fraternity sorority co-ed Christmas party. That's a mouthful. I should just offer you weed at this point. It would make all your problems go up and smoke. 
What is weed? I have never heard of weed. Uh, I'll tell you about it later. Uh, I'm sure my, my, my next buddy will help you with that. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, it's a Christmas present, bro. Oh, yeah, I'm really excited for the Christmas party, too. I love having Christmas parties with you, Ebenezer. You love Christmas so much. Yes, I... Yes, I do enjoy Christmas. Even though it seems lately that it almost takes up too much of my time. All the spending on frivolities. It means that I do not always have enough money to afford basic necessities like schooling. And simply having money brings me joy these days. Hmm, I'm starting to see a pattern here. Then another man approaches the two of them, and you do kind of recognize this man if you squint, uh, because even in life he kind of looks like a desiccated corpse, because this is the guy who was, like, lashed to the Delmise that floated through. Oh, it's that guy. That dude. Ah, uh, yes. That was Jacob Marley when he was alive. Wait, so he was attached to the Delmise? No, he, there's no Delmise here. He just looks like that. Uh, oh. That He's not currently bad. attached to the Delmise, but he does look like he has been dead for seven years. <laughs> despite oh, okay. this being very several years in the past. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, he just looks like that. That's unfortunate. Uh, right, uh, Mr. Ebenezer, uh, sorry to bother you, but I have a business proposition for you. I was hoping that you would like to open up a debt collection company with me. Oh, but Del Marley, this is all so sudden. And I am but a humble sophomore. Yes, but you have quite the mind for business, and I believe that you should join me as partners, and together we could make the most money in the entire Galar region. The only catch is that you must join me in this business endeavor on the same day as your Christmas party that you're having with Amber 2. Oh, don't do it, bro. You fool. You are witnessing the events that have already happened. How do I have a better grasp of your abilities than you do? I don't know. I, I'm new to this. <laughs> and then, and then past, Am or past Ebenezer, I am sorry, Amber, but I must take this offer, for perhaps it is the only way that I'll have enough money to supply a good future for myself, but also perhaps for you? What are you talking about, Ebenezer? Amber, oh. don't you understand? I am in love with you. And the only way I can have enough money to support the two of us in a wealthy future is by giving up on all future Christmases and their parties. That's a weird way of going about that. Can't you, like, have a Christmas party, like... At the debt collection agency? like No, that is a waste of money and a waste of time. Christmas is nothing but frivolities and decorations. Yeah, but... People keep trying to tell you that the true meaning of Christmas is love and family, but all of those things just weigh you down. Well, how happy are you right now, though? I believe if you take a look into my various bank accounts and safety deposit boxes, you will find that I am extremely happy. Oh no, you don't sound it. I am filled with joy every day of my life! 
Doubt it. And then you can see Amber 2 in the distance getting distraught. Ebenezer, how could you? You've changed. I thought I loved you, but I loved you because you were so filled with joy and merriment and you loved Christmas. If you're going to choose business over the holiday spirit, then I can't be with you anymore. <laughs> and she runs away. And look at that. You heard her. It does not matter. Sooner or later, she will figure out that she is better off without me. Every man and me the one Pokemon for themselves, I say. This, this is definitely the best way to experience Christmas. By yourself, with lots of money. Uh, uh. Grim, do you get this? Uh, I I really don't get it. I don't get what? where he's what? coming from. No, not Grim yeah, just no. He, even head. he doesn't. He barely grasps anything, and even he disagrees. So Ebenezer grabs you by the throat. Um, I have had enough of your foolishness. You are a pathetic ghost, and even though you are ghost type, I know several dark moves. He oh, summons okay. a shadow ball in his hand. Uh, don't do that. And then he slams it into your face. And Julian, you are knocked out of the past, and you find your find and you find yourself falling uh, ass over tea kettle, <laughs> rolling into the kitchen of Ebenezer's house. All right, Bill, you're up. Okay. Ah, he's got a he's got a strong shadow ball. And there is another one where that came from, if you do not leave my property. Yeah, he's still there. Uh, I think I'm just gonna chill here with my friend. Oh, uh, you you don't see him? I'm, sta- I'm like standing in front of Gabe, trying to hide him. You don't see him yet. You gotta scuttle. talk to her. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, Belle puts on the crown. Bella, when you put on the crown... You suddenly find yourself dressed in a large, plush, fur green cloak with, like, a white fur trim. It's very warm and cozy. Your French braid unties itself into majestic Celtic waves. Ah, yes. <laughs> Keeping this all a secret from you guys. Belle's got super long hair. <laughs> and you look over Tex, and Tex has grown a beard made of leaves. Aww. <laughs> Roserade. Yes. <laughs> Man, Bell, it's weird seeing you like cheerful and warm. This, it's not yeah, it look. feels I weird. Should, I should have taken the middle one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're also you're now holding a pitcher of eggnog, and as you look around, you see that the entire foyer has been filled with a Christmas feast. Julian takes a turkey leg. You you also uh, feel something grabbing your legs. What's going on? Uh, if, and if you peek down, you open up your cloak. You see a pair of impidimp. <laughs> <laughs> Each one clutching one of your legs. And one of them has want written on its forehead. And the other one has ignorance written on its forehead. <laughs> Imp! Damp! So, uh, pardon the kimono a bit. When impidimp was revealed, I thought of like the little devils that you see in like the Simpsons especially in that one itchy and scratchy short <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that seems appropriate no biting <laughs> so Ebenezer Scrooge 2 floats over into the foyer 
What is the meaning of this? Why have you brought such a wonderful, awesome, delicious looking feast into my home? Because I am the ghost of Christmas present, and I am here to show you what you're missing out. Bah, humbug! I do not need all of this. I can have a feast like this any day of the year. Really? Yo, bro, it tastes real good, though. Yeah. With friends. It tastes good. Right, right future? <laughs> I'm, I'm staring at the food, but I, at the same time, I'm trying to hide because I'm not supposed to be here yet. <laughs> but I'm drooling. <laughs> I like the idea that me and Gabe are just sitting at the table with other ghost people. <laughs> so it's just like random robe dude. <laughs> yeah, H Hamlet's dad is just chilling. <laughs> Ah, oh, see, we got uh, Macbeth, we got Macduff, we got... Oh, yeah. Old Hamlet. <laughs> we got Duff Man. The one guy just grabs Gabriel by the collarbones and, like, gets real close in his face. Don't trust your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that e was his brother. Ebenezer, like, waves dismiss. <laughs> yeah, ki the king's brother, his uncle. Okay. <laughs> so Ebenezer like waves dismissively as this situ at this situation. Your companions are filled with foolishness and debauchery. They are very emblematic of the Christmas season and that they are complete asses of themselves. Bro, Although the one potatoes. from the past did tell me you know something about weed. Explain. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, also <laughs> a properly rolled toke. From her robe. And it's like, yeah, this helps you relax, bud. My hands are over my mouth like, it's that awesome oh, good oh. kush. Put it on your lip and it expands your horizons. <laughs> don't worry, Gabe. Drugs don't exist. <laughs> okay. So, Mewtwo takes a hit. <laughs> 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 Holy shit! <laughs> see? It's great! Now we're gonna see what your relatives are doing so that you can know about, like, what you're missing out. Because honestly, bud, like, Christmas is more than just about frivolity and spending and being in crowded stores all the time. You know. It might be this weed, but you make an excellent point. Awesome. Let's go. Are you making a grand sweeping gesture? Yes. <laughs> and I imagine Tex is doing a flourish too. <laughs> yeah, Tex does a flourish and there's like a shower of Bishi sparkles as the three of you are teleported. Bishi sparkles to... and Holly. <laughs> yep, the three of you are teleported to just outside a very humble-looking home down in very old... Uh, it would be Winden, I guess. So, where have you taken me, ghost of Christmas present? Whose home is this? I thought you should have known about this one. He works for you. It couldn't be. Bob Cratchit? He has a family? He's never spoken of a family to me. Oh, he's mentioned his family a lot of times. I just don't think you were listening. I couldn't hear you. I was taking more weed. <laughs> uh, Bell 
grabs Ebenezer and just like shoves his face into the window, basically. <laughs> <laughs> gently, gently smushes his face against. <laughs> you look in and you see Bob Cratchit, the uh, quintessential English, not quite impoverished, but pretty close. And his presumably wife is there too, along with two children and a bird. <laughs> Belle, you know what kind of bird this is. Because <laughs> it's a chatot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got one of its wings in a bandage. Oh my god. Oh no. And Bob Cratchit is going around the table. Alright, alright, everybody gather round. We're about to dig in to the best part of any Christmas Eve meal. It's Mall Waff Susie's Christmas Bread Pudding. Alright, everybody gather around and sit at the table. Oh, the. Janie, stop smacking your brother. Oh, but I want to smack my brother, Daddy! <laughs> yeah, Daddy, and I want to smack my sister! Now, both of you, stop smacking each other, or there'll be no Christmas presents come tomorrow morning. The Christmas Daddy Bird will only give you coal. But we can use coal in the furnace, Father! Yes, Father, we can use coal in the furnace, and then we'll be warm over the winter! And his wife comes over. Yes, yes! If we had more coal, then we would be warmer! Perhaps you should have asked your boss for a raise! Oh, now, now come, Susie. Is that his wife's name? Fuck. <laughs> I have written nothing down for this game. I was just disappointed that you didn't go with the Miss Piggy voice. <laughs> no, I went with Monty. I went with Monty Python Mrs. Thing voice. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Thing. Hello, Mrs. Entity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, don't be silly, darling. Ebenezer Scrooge too would never give me a raise, but that's all right because I'm sure a man of his means is having a wonderful Christmas party of his own. I only hope that he can enjoy Christmas as much with his wealth and fortune as much as we can with our small means. Isn't that right, Tiny Tim? And the chat out goes, That's right! <laughs> and the Scrooge 2 turns to you, What is wrong with the chat out? Why is its wing bandaged? Unfortunately, the chat out has a bit of a broken wing, and it's hard to get it fixed, because there's not a lot of Poke veter veterinarians around here. Surely if Bob Cratchit worked harder, he would be able to make enough money to repair its wing. Well, surely he works hard enough, given that he is apparently going to come in tomorrow morning to work for you, and also on Boxing Day, and New Year's, and New Year's Eve, and all of Easter, and all of these other holidays. How's that wealth hoarding um, doing for you? Like, what have you actually done with your money? Even Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah, he even has to come in on Hanukkah. I did not realize Bob Crutchett was also Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfectly acceptable in this timeline, and not at all some horrible thing that would have occurred in 1867, because in the Pokemon world, anti-Semitism never happened. <laughs> yes, but... Wow, greed. this weed is doing a lot. <laughs> yes, but also greed is still a problem Maybe his here. wife is Jewish. 
So you guys look back in. Now, I do have to say that unfortunately I will be going into work tomorrow at Christmas morning and Christmas afternoon on evening and also working through the lunch break. Oh no, father! What? I can't believe that your boss is making you come in through all of Christmas and Boxing Day. And Boxing Day? Well, that's just preposterous! Yes, but it's important for me to help him because he's running a local business, you see. And truly, he could even pay me less. I've seen the way he treats his other employees. I think I'm his favorite. So I would like to propose a toast to Ebenezer Scrooge too, the greatest boss I've ever known. See, even when he has every right to slag you off, he toasts you. He is a fool and a liar. I must destroy him for his insolence! And he readies a shadow ball. No! <laughs> no? Bad, bad Ebenezer, we're going to your nephew's place. So, Tex makes another grand sweeping gesture. Rosary! You find yourselves in a somewhat more nicer, definitely more middle class home. Where there's a rip-roaring Christmas party going on. A lot of fiddle music... A lot of knees going up, a lot of fancy dresses. And then, uh, uh, um, how do I describe it? It's like, so a cat fetus dressed in a coat and tails and a top hat floats by. It's holding a, a Beyblade. Mew! Mew, mew, mew! And then one of the party goers is like, Wow, that's right, Fred! This is a great party! I'm so glad that you're hosting a Christmas party! I find this amusing. <laughs> Shut up. Ah, yes. My nephew, Mew. Fred Mew. Yeah, didn't he try to invite you to this little shindig? Hmm. <coughs> possibly. And then a note comes floating in. <laughs> the invitation. L listen, I'm very busy. I had to collect everyone's money tomorrow. It's Christmas and they wouldn't be expecting it. That's what makes it a good business practice. And not at all mean. Legally that starts after February 7th, you know that, right? I believe this is when <laughs> someone of Bob Cratchit's stature would declare there are no laws when you have claws. <laughs> By which I mean shadow claws. No. We're watching this. Do you want some more weed? You're... Yes, I would like some more weed. <laughs> she pulls up another. <laughs> Jeez, how much? How Just much is in here? Doobie. Is there like a bag of holding? <laughs> <laughs> the crown is made of weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she pulls one out for the crown. <laughs> yeah, just flicking it off. <laughs> So we cut to ten minutes later, <laughs> where you and Ebenezer Scrooge 2 are inexplicably sitting in a pair of beanbag chairs in the corner of this room. <laughs> Highly anachronistic. Look, Fred is eccentric. And he's sitting there, he's like, It's just, money always seemed like the most important thing. You know, my father slash creator... Dr. Fuji Charles Fuji Darwin Fuji. 
who changed his name every year for clout. <laughs> he always told me that the best way for me to become the most powerful Pokemon ever <laughs> was to become rich and powerful. And I thought that all I needed was to fall in love. And I did, with Amber too. But then I pushed her away. I was a fool. Aren't we all? And then it didn't even matter. Really? How many Christmases have you spent alone? I haven't celebrated a Christmas since my youthful days at Torresford University. And Freshman year. Was it great? Or was it lonely? I thought it was. I thought it was great, but I can see now that I was lonely every day, every Christmas day, and every holiday, and all of the days of Hanukkah, and on Black Friday, and Labor Day, which I always made Bob Cratchit work, and I never even paid him double time. <gasps> Dude! Evil. There's laws. I know. Perhaps my father was right to create my nephew, Fred Mew. The most adorable Pokemon ever! <laughs> I received an invitation from him every year, personally addressed to me. Look what his Christmas card says. And he holds you out the invitation. You open it up, and it just says, Mew! Mew, 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 Mew! It's a real wordsmith. Your nephew's a witch. <laughs> I do not deserve such kind words. <laughs> but see, people love you and want the best for you and respect you. And you didn't need money for it. You didn't need money to get it. Very well. I suppose you are right. But now I have, well, I suppose I have two questions. Shoot. The first would be, what does my future hold? But the second is... Are we just too blazed to get back to where we were before? I can't remember my address. <laughs> Don't worry, Tex can, Tex can take care of the transportation. <laughs> you're, you guys are at Frankie's house. <laughs> you know, Frankie Munez. <laughs> Tanner now kicking themselves uh, for not thinking of that first. <laughs> so text does a flourish. You guys are back in the foyer where the banquet has been devoured by the impedimps and also Gabe and Julian. Yeah, as, oh. soon, as soon as you guys disappear, it's like, all right, now I'm digging in. <laughs> And for me, I've oh. got the fucking munchies, oh, yeah, guys. Good. Oh wait. Oh, as soon as you appear, like, oh, don't worry, I saved you this whole casserole. Here, have it. <laughs> I was just gonna have Belle do like it's... the uh, nose twitch from Bewitched. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you reappear, uh, I was like, I I dive off into another room and get prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Ah, what are these tiny impotent creatures doing in my house? Is this a weed hallucination? <laughs> nope, oh. they're real. Trying to get uh, not to bite my again. fucking ankles, guys. <laughs> I thought they were gonna evolve by the end of that. 
probably getting close. Anyway, one of them is, uh, what? And one of them is ignorance. They're meant to scare you. Away from wanton ignorance. Well, I am certainly frightened. Yeah. Uh, and then one of the infidims waddles over to Ebenezer. It's like standing on a table, so he's at eye level. <laughs> Look, what's this? A toaster! And pulls a toaster out of nowhere and smacks Ebenezer in the face, and Ebenezer <laughs> goes flying into another room. <laughs> and then the whole banquet disappears along with the impotence. Alright, I think that's our cue bells guy. Yeah. Gabe, you're Gabe, up! Gabe, you're up! Yeah, yeah. I went into another room, like I said, and I donned the cloak. So as soon as you don the cloak, you feel yourself taller. Ooh. Like you're even a little bit taller than Julian. Oh, shit. Ah, he's 6'4". And, like, there's fog coming out of your sleeves and the bottom of the cloak. And when you look up at your hands, you find that they've been replaced with skeleton hands! Skeleton hands, skeleton hands. Ah! I ran back in the room where Bell and Julian <laughs> Ah! I, I, I have my hands out in front of me. I've got bone hands! <laughs> Are you hand boning? <laughs> <laughs> and then Undertaker floats over, and Undertaker also has a robe wrapped around them. <laughs> Shedinja! Probably a good idea. Yes. Very. Send him to the ghost zone. <laughs> <laughs> also, have you checked uh, underneath your robe at all? No, it's like, oh, right. It's like, as soon as I saw him freaking out, I was like, wait, wait. Is it just my hands? And I open the cloak up. So, on the one hand, it's not just bones. <laughs> on the other hand, it is a swirling portal of fire. With these emaciated gremlin-looking figures just hanging off of... Actually, there is bones. You do see your ribcage, and you see a bunch of emaciated figures hanging off of it, screaming. <laughs> it's more impotence. I just stare at it, not emotional, and I, I, I picture that dog that's sitting at the table with the whole room on fire, and I just got, like, <laughs> this is fine look on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold I... I start feeling my face. It's, it's still a meat face. Oh, at least I still got this. <laughs> the money maker. <laughs> oh, my head. This must be what do they talk about when they say the dangers of weed. Hang on, wait, no, he wouldn't know the dangers. He didn't even know what weed was. Weed hadn't been invented yet in 1867. <laughs> oh, my head. Oh, I have such a headache. Is this cursed dream over, or is there still one spirit remaining? I I pump up the jams when it comes to the fog, and then I point <laughs> ominously at him. <laughs> ah, you, you must be the ghost of Christmas future yet to come. I nod. Very well then, show me what awaits for me in the future times. I motion him to follow me into the next room. 
which I imagine will trigger something. So you go into the next room, and there's, like, a whole bunch of people there. The room itself hadn't changed, but there's now a whole bunch of people there who are just, like, picking over all of the art and statues and stuff, and, like, even the silverware, and they're just going through it. And it's, like, very busy, bustling, noisy. A lot of people are, like, talking about, Oh, this this looks lovely. Oh, I'm, sh I'm sure this was set a very fair bargain. Oh, yes, oh, and do do feel free to go through the silverware as well. He spent far too much money on that. I'm sure we'll fetch a pretty penny at the pawn shop. What is going on? Why are all these people going through my things? These are my things. I purchased them. In due time. Oh, that's... That's ominous. V very well. Um, alright, uh, can you show me something that explains why all these people are taking my things? I once again nod and keep it to the same theme. I, I just motion him to the next room. Alright, and the next room has transformed because you're no longer in Scrooge 2's house. You are now in the Cratchit house. Yeah. And it's Bob sitting by himself. And he's got like this really kind of pathetic looking bread pudding in front of him. It's very deflated. There's no like raisins or yummies in it at all. You're just picking at it with a spoon. <sighs> I suppose another Christmas Eve on my own. At the very least, I won't have to go into work tomorrow, I suppose. Still, children off at boarding school. My wife left me. And I suppose Tiny Tim... At least you're here with me in spirit. And he looks over to an empty perch. And Ebenezer Scrooge too looks there. And he's like, no, no, don't tell me. Did something happen to Tiny Tim? I thought it was just his wing that was broken. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I go back to stern face and I just nod. But, but I had changed my ways. I would have given Bob Cratchit more money. He, he should have been able to give them more. I, I, I swear, I, if this is a future that can be changed, I will. I'll, I'll give him a raise. I'll give him two raises. I'll let Tiny Tim work for me. Children love indentured servitude, don't they? It's real voice. That's not the point. Holy shit, the two of you are still here. <laughs> shout, shout, shout. <laughs> Sorry. He's not learning the lesson! We hide behind the snowbank. Let Gabe do his thing. I choose, you know, no, I, I choose not to answer, and I once again guide him further on. And you get further in, and now you find yourselves outside in a graveyard. And you are in front of a little grave that just says, Tiny Tim. He was the cutest chat hot ever. Oh, that poor little bird. I swear I will do better by him. I will do better by all who I have hurt in my life. And then Undertaker floats by, somehow holding a, an oversized shovel. <laughs> oversized for him. <laughs> Leading a funeral procession. Except it's really just one floating coffin and Mew following behind it. What? Mew, my nephew. What is what is he doing here? Who died? 
who, whose funeral would only be attended by my nephew? And I slowly raised my hand and point. And Ebenezer Scrooge, too, looks off in the distance. He sees where the coffin is being lowered as Undertaker shovels dirt onto it somehow without arms. <laughs> and he sees not even a nice tombstone. It is the cheapest tombstone and just carved in there crudely is the name Ebenezer Scrooge 2. And the Ebenezer Scrooge 2 beside you gasps, No, it can't be. I've died all alone. This must be what happened when I didn't change my ways. Everyone abandoned me eventually. Why, it would probably happen next year if I'm not too careful. No, please, tell me. Tell me this future can be changed. Please, tell me. And he falls to your feet. Please, I can change. I don't want to die alone. I want to help myself. I want to help the world. I can be a better Pokemon. I can be the most generous Pokemon in the world. I solemnly just place my hands, or place my hand over his face. As as like as I'm going to, I'm doing it menacingly. As in, like I'm taking him. And just as your hand makes contact with his face, all of you, your vision goes black. And then after a brief moment, you can see again. And now you are standing out in a wintry road. And the three of you are dressed in Victorian garb. What the fuck? Oh. No more bony hands. <laughs> but I can't, I can't, I, I immediately measure myself up to Julian's like, Oh, like, <laughs> I'm it. short again. <laughs> Still tall. Uh, and then you hear the sound of a window opening above you, and the three of you turn around to see a big fancy house. And Ebenezer Scrooge 2 is leaning out the window. Ah, you three, teenagers, what day is it? Why, it's Christmas Day, Mr. Mewtwo, uh, Scrooge 2. Oh, thank goodness! I haven't missed it at all! Here! And he, he, like, pulls out a big sack and throws it at you. How heavy is that? Ooh, ooh, I got it, I got it! Uh, it's hefty like a volleyball. Volleyballs aren't hefty. It's hefty like a medicine ball. <laughs> oh my god! Take that sack of money and buy the biggest hen that the market still has! In fact, buy all of the hands! We're gonna catch these hens? Go to the market and catch and purchase all of the hens you can and any other food they still have and bring it here and announce to anyone who asks that Ebenezer Scrooge 2 is holding a Christmas Day feast. You got it, sir. Yes. <laughs> so as you go down to the market, uh, you so you're walking and then what happens is things start looking hazy. And you see, like, who's holding the bag of money right now? Uh, uh Gabe. <laughs> that would be me after I get up. So, Gabe, you feel the money, the money leave your arms, and you look and you see, like, a little Victorian child carrying the bag of money in the same direction that you guys were going. Ah. And Ooh. then you hear a voice behind you. You guys did it! Wait, what? Wait, who are you? You turn, you see a woman. She has hot pink hair done up in a ponytail. 
and dark brown skin and some big hoop earrings. And but she's also dressed in Victorian garb. You did it! You helped you two find you helped Scrooge to find the spirit of Christmas! Look! And she gestures over to the house where Ebenezer Scrooge 2 has run out into the street in just his nightgown and nightcap. And like he's celebrating with everyone and they're all singing Christmas carols. Uh, Bob Cratchit is there and you see Scrooge 2 like shake his hand excitedly and Bob is like he wears an expression of I don't know what's going on but I like it! <laughs> and then Tiny Tim flutters on to Scrooge 2's shoulder and declares Arceus bless us! Everyone! <laughs> and then the scene goes all hazy and then fades and now you're just sitting in a black void with the girl so I want to thank you again for all of your help if you haven't guessed I'm Scheherazade I'm oh, Scheherazade not nice to meet you yeah I was hoping that I wouldn't need to grab anyone out of space and time but you three were the best bet and I figured you'd do a good job and you did Sick! Cool! So now, unfortunately, I do have to let you know that you're not going to remember this until you deal with the whole time-space shenanigans issue, but I'm confident that you guys will do just as good there as you did here. Oh, wait, this was some sort of test? No, not quite a test. It was, like, th this was me knowing that you would be able to do well, and so you... How do, how do I word this? It's not that you need to be tested, but the fact that you did so well gives me confidence that you guys will also do well with the whole destruction of the time itself issue. Oh. Well, that's a confidence boost. But yeah, after I insert you guys back into the time-space coordinates where I plucked you from, you're not going to realize any of this happened, and you probably won't get those memories back until you solve whatever's going on. So, sorry about that, but hey, maybe we'll meet again. Yeah. Yeah, okay, alright. Wait, what if our Pokemon remember? And then we get in the <laughs> So the three of you are returned to where you were last leaving Hearthome City. You don't remember anything. You don't even realize anything had happened. But maybe in a few months, or a few years, <laughs> maybe just a few weeks if you guys are just like really speed through things, maybe then you'll remember the time that you saved Christmas. Thank you.
Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium is a super fun network podcast. To stay updated on other SFN shows, follow us on Twitter at RealSFN, and follow the Pokemon Twitter at PKMN underscore Millennium. You can follow Tanner at SparkyUpstart, Lindsay at LindsayM476, Ryan at VagabondHaunted, and Duncan at CloudHeadDuncan. Oh, hey, um, you're still here. Um, well, if you're here, I might as well, you know, say a few words then. I first want to say thank you. Thank you, the listener, for listening to us this year and listening to Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium. Uh, I don't think you guys realize just how much it means to us to, uh, you know, read any sort of messages we get from you guys uh, about the podcast, how much you're enjoying the podcast. It means a whole lot to us. Uh, so, again, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, and uh, I know it's been a long year. It's been a tough year for all of us. I think uh, I don't need to tell you that we we've all been in this crappy year and we've had to make the most of it uh so if this podcast has given you any sort of reprieve from the outside world and the horribleness that has been 2020 then i just want to say you're welcome (laughs) uh but no we uh we hope that we could you know give you just that just that little bit of relief every other monday that you know there is something you could look forward to so thank you for listening to us this is we still got a lot of story to go to um and i want to do a few more thank yous actually i first want to thank uh tanner i want to thank you my good friend my best buddy um person who I consider a older sibling of mine um you've been an amazing DM and when you listen to this I hope I I'll be, I'll be text on you a little bit you know but uh you are the foundation that makes this podcast work um and I know a lot of people really enjoy uh how you bring these characters and the setting and how you've managed to bring that all alive and advance the region in a way that makes sense. Uh, you're a fantastic DM and you need to stop degrading yourself. You are, you are the best of us, you know, you're the best out there. So chin up. All right. That's, uh, that's, that's not, I'm not asking you anymore. I'm demanding you, you, you feel a little better about yourself. Uh, I want to thank Lindsay. Um, you're the best sister out there. Um, just I, I don't have to say much because you you already know what what I'm gonna say. You're you're the best out there 
and Belle and her Pokemon are always highlights of this uh, whenever we record. You, you've got a good cast going. you got a good character going. Um, but, you know, you've really looked out for me this year. You've picked up the slack where I... I got shit on real bad this year, and you you managed to keep us afloat. You 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 you've single handedly kept us going, and I cannot thank you enough for basically saving my ass this year when it really started feeling like everything was against me. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Duncan, the man, the beast duncan the beast dude you're you're just the best out there you're you're a bit you you have a warm energy about you and it's something very much needed in these cold hard times and these cold hard winters that we're going through and especially a hard cold hard winter we've gone through this year so people like you keep us going and you, you work a hard job and I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand and you do it well. So you earn that money you get, bro. And, uh, you keep at it. You keep at it. Good things are coming to you. I can tell. Um, I want to thank Pokecasters network. Um, and I want to thank Madison Thank you so much for bringing us on, for keeping us on when it really felt like we almost, well, lie, we we almost left for a little bit there, but you know what? We uh, we got some stuff sorted. We we had some dialogue, much needed dialogue, and we we sorted it out. And we, by the time this is recorded, uh, we well, by the time you are hearing this, uh, you will we will be having hopefully a very successful charity event that uh, I had a hand in you know, uh, putting together and, uh, depending on the outcome, I'm, it doesn't matter to me. I'm proud of what I was able to put forward and I'm proud of what the network's able to do this year. You know, we wanted to end this year off on a high note and I believe we done, we did just that. Um, I want to thank, uh, Mikey, of Pokemon Crossroads, uh, you, you the homie, man. You, your podcast centrals help connect this community of Pokemon podcasters in a way that is so needed. You are a necessary member of this whole thing. You are so important out there, you know, and. It means so much to us. I read that that doc the uh, every Thursday, every second Thursday. I look forward to seeing uh, what you what new podcast you found, what the the rest of the field is doing, and I, I just your stuff is great. Pokemon Crossroads is a necessary website, you know. So thank you so much to Mikey. I want to thank some of our fans. Uh, uh, and give some big shout outs. Uh, that being uh, our very own Lisa Little Bear. <laughs> uh, probably our, to this day, the un. Well, you know what? There might be a challenger 
but Lisa, you are the best out there. I every time you talk about our podcast, I get giddy, and you have some great artwork. Uh, and I love the cat pics. It looks, it's all, it, it brings me joy. It, it brings me joy in the Mary Kondo way. Um, I want to thank Cairo the Demon for checking up on us uh, during the whole COVID situation. Um, that's very much appreciated. I've, and thank you so much. Uh, so shout outs to you. And. I also want to give a shout out to the latest, greatest, biggest fan, uh, that being uh, MF Dilly D. Uh, shout out to you, homie. Uh, and I'm hoping you're enjoying your journey down the uh, millennium route because we got a lot more for you and we got a lot more for all of y'all. So. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and I want to thank uh, just all all of our contemporaries out there from Pokemon World Tour United. I know Tanner and Lindsay are big friends with the people behind that. Uh, not a scratch. Sup, Anaru? Um, I want I want to thank Pokemoms uh, for being still probably the closest to us in terms of vibe um and just mc the whole mc game Fat crew y'all are fucking great y'all are hilarious uh shouts to critical ditto and uh all of all of them in the discord all of y'all in the discord um y'all are all homies y'all are pretty cool and those British boys are pretty funny. <laughs> um, and I hope you like my money. Chipping a couple bucks. <laughs> but no, for real, I'm more than glad to chip in a couple bucks on their Patreon. Go support them. They deserve all the dollars. And, you know, maybe get some Yetis under their belts instead of snowballs. Just get a little water in me. And I want to thank myself for uh, being awesome. Being the best. Because I am the best. I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be in the podcasting game. And you can also hear me boast the most with my homie um, Raul on our side podcast known as late night layover that comes out every now and then when we feel like it um and i do want to apologize for our little bit of a hiatus where i lost my drive i i just couldn't edit i do want to apologize for that we should be more far along but you know what maybe a a, a delay you know we'll uh Help extend this journey a little bit. So I want to apologize for that. But also, look on the bright side. It just means that this will go on a little bit longer. Um, I didn't expect to be recording a thank you thing at the end of this for over 11 minutes. But, you know, this is this has come from the heart. This is almost 4 in the morning. And I'm just... I just finished primary editing on this episode. And I'm just... 
you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit feeling the spirit of the season, you know? And after I'm done, you'll hear some funnies and yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I've got nothing else to say other than Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays, bring on the new year and let's hope for the best. Ryan, I have to ask you something. Uh, yeah, sure. What? Would this be coming out after 63, or would 62 be the most recent episode? Uh... most recent episode would be episode 63 strange things are afoot at the circle kendra okay thank you also you were getting into throat singing for a bit right yeah <laughs> man if yeah if the if the who if the who needed a, a backup singer <laughs> holy shit i will insert one weed <laughs> <laughs> what planet Holy am I on? Shit. Where am I? My wig is gone. <laughs> All right, so amazing. Mission complete.